Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists and patrons who believe in the power of beauty to evangelize our culture. And we're so pumped you're here. Today, we have Marisol Alisay, a regular contributor, sitting down with Ben Wagner. We're really introducing Ben for the first time. We, we only about six months ago had the privilege of recording a series of live music videos with him that we've been trickling out on our YouTube channel ever since, particularly to our patrons. But those are becoming more and more available to the rest of the world as well. And see, Ben, is, he's a Midwesterner. He just moved to Nashville to follow his dreams of pursuing a music career like so many, right? Nashville is... Music City USA for a reason. But he's got this kind of folk Americana country sound with a little hint of pop. To be honest, it's it's unique. It's it's authentic. And you just can't help but get caught up not only in his artistry, but just in his personality. This guy is a, a gem. And we're so honored and privileged to be, at least with this particular episode of the podcast and these series of live music videos, we're, we're just privileged to be partnered up with Ben right now. He's got a lot of new music coming out. We're going to talk about that today. And again, you know, Marisol, she's become the interviewer, the premier interviewer on behalf of Love Good of all of our artists, primarily for those who didn't know, because she's the one in Nashville now full-time and I'm the one in Tampa full-time. So it's really, really huge and really, really uh, amazing watching these interviews unfold, even for me at a distance. So uh, yeah, kick back, enjoy this incredible conversation with Ben and enjoy this little excerpt of one of his songs, Me, Myself, and I-45. Speakers up Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, Ben. How are you today? I'm so good to be here, Marisol. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. It is awesome to have you here as well. So tell me, how's life been in Nashville lately? It's been it's been really beautiful. So I'm from Wisconsin, and the fact that it's like a little bit warmer here is always mm-hmm. great. I'm still bouncing back and forth from Wisconsin and here, but yeah. I love it in Nashville. There's just, there's so much music and people are just so ready to get out again. Yeah. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, there's definitely, yeah, it's so, it's a really good time in Nashville right now. I feel like things are like starting, we're starting to just like feel comfortable with each other again, which is Mm -hmm. what I have been really longing for. Everybody. Yeah. It's like just ready to go. Yeah. But okay, so let's start by, I would love for you to just kind of like introduce yourself to our listeners, to our patrons. Like tell us who is Ben Wagner? Like, what do you do? What is your journey? Yeah. So- my name is Ben Wagner. I'm mm-hmm. from New Berlin, Wisconsin, which is right outside Milwaukee. 
and I write and perform music. I'm also a retreat director. Oh, cool. So I went off on my own uh, about three years ago. I used to direct retreats at a retreat center and that retreat center went out of business. Mm-hmm. And I had a choice at that point to either pursue this music thing that I felt like I was being called to mm-hmm. or get just get another job and, and kind of take another another route. And the more I discerned about it, the more I, I just knew that I needed to write an album. So that was my first album when I put out Midwestern Comfort. Okay. And I also started... All the people that I directed retreats for while I was at the retreat center, I would I just called them up and I was like, if you need a retreat director, I can do it. And, oh, that's awesome. And a lot of them did. So so that led me through the first album. I kept playing and and now I came to Nashville to get ready to record this next one. But then the pandemic hit. It's Aww. like as soon as I moved here, which is pretty crazy. So Aww. Yeah, I always, I feel like a really big theme in a lot of our interviews with the artists is making that jump to do the independent music thing which a lot of people don't realize unless you're an artist and then you realize it very in a very real way that you're not just like singing you're running a business yeah <laughs> like legit running a business <laughs> in everything that that entails you have to hire people you have to it's just yeah it's hard to be an entrepreneur musician <laughs> oh my gosh like in Yes. I, I struggle with like telling people about that too, especially my parents, you mm-hmm. know, they're like, you know, where's the money coming from? How's yeah. this all happening? And it's a whole world. Like, it's yeah. like, I like, I feel like put myself through school, read books about it, you know, articles, like listen to talks, you know, yeah. and just like piece together like a music business behind me. So I could like follow and pursue the art that I actually wanted to put out, you know, it's, yeah. it's all means to an end, but yeah, yeah it's a whole world. Super good. So Midwestern Comfort came out in 2018. Yeah. And like, how was that received? Like what kind of hap- Like what kind of was the story and journey of that album EP? Is it an album or an EP? It, it's an album. Okay. Yeah. So that all came to be right around the time when, when we all found out that it was, it was ending at the retreat center. Mm-hmm. I went down just to get away with some friends yeah. to Nashville. I hadn't moved here yet, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we were just at a bar listening to some live music yeah. and it was a song right around and it was just, you know, we were just like sitting and waiting around in line and this man starts talking to us. We're just like being friendly, you know, hanging out. Turns out he was like a former Joe Cocker producer, Kenny Chesney. And like, we just like, and I was like, I didn't like, I didn't believe him. I was like, he's like, Google me. You're like, you can see my name. I was like, I don't believe mm-hmm. that you are. And sure enough, he was. And I like messed with them the rest of the night, whatever. And messaged him two weeks later. I was like, I have all these songs that I feel really great about. Mm. Can you like help me find somewhere to record these? I just, I don't know. And, he's, and he connected me with a friend of his named Quinn Redmond, who now actually records, records Stephen Day. Oh, love and it. And he just did an incredible job. But, yeah. But it was also just like this huge, I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> I came to Nashville. I had never actually met Quinn in person. We had just talked on the phone. Yeah. And showed him the songs. He had heard the songs, you know, and... For one week, he got all of his best friends into the studio. We recorded it all live. We took a lot of time you afterwards. recorded it live? Pretty much. Wow. So like in that one week, like all the musicians did their thing. I like I sang on it. Quinn is a master at yeah. like at making it sound great. And he took some time after that to like make, make sure it sounded good. We added parts, you know. Yeah. But the base of it was that one week of like not knowing what to expect. And I remember like <laughs> praying during that time, like, is this really like what I'm supposed to, like supposed to be doing? Like this yeah. was such a jump. But 
Yeah. So it was like this, this really interesting thing of, I had written all the songs in Wisconsin. I'm a Midwestern kid. Mm. I feel like country and, and folk music. I never hear like artists talk about like, I'm from the Midwest, you know? Yeah. And then I came it's always to, like, I'm from the South. I'm from Texas. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Great. You know? That's where you're from. <laughs> exactly. You it's know, true. Say, There's not a lot of like Midwestern country songs. Right. So I, I felt like I needed to lead with that. So yeah. that's kind of why I called it Midwestern Comfort. It was this kid from Wisconsin yeah. coming down to Nashville to record these songs. And it doesn't sound like anything necessarily from the South. There's definitely that Midwestern folk yeah. influence, but it still has Quinn's touch who's been in Nashville for forever. Mm. So that was Midwestern Comfort and it was well received. Yeah, I'm really happy about it. There's some cool like TV show placements coming up from that still. Oh, really? Yeah. That's and awesome. I don't, I feel like I can't say it yet because they're not quite out yet. Yeah. And I like don't want to jinx it. That's also another thing of like when you're a musician, you don't want to jinx good things that could yeah. happen to you <laughs> if those, if those things are there. But there's also, it's also like really interesting. Like there's these YouTubers and a lot of people have used it like for their videos. So there's like this dance crew in Korea who did like a whole thing for the song Take My Time. There's this like really incredible runner from Brazil who uses Blessed Midwest all the time just because she really loves the music in the back. And there's like hundreds of these like very random small placements. That's awesome. Like a hotel in Germany. There's like a brewery in Canada who have like used these songs because I've like put them out there for it. So That's it's like great. Even though it's like yeah, ideal. <laughs> yeah. And I and I've and I've like named it it's kind of funny because I named it Midwestern Comfort, really not thinking it would it would leave my region. Yeah. You know, I would like give it to my fans and then it like it's just like this whole worldly thing now, <laughs> which is very interesting. But. That's awesome. I really loved I think the first song I heard by you was Take My Time. Yeah. And like I remember it's so fun because it starts with just like a very simple guitar. And then like part way through the song, you start hearing these trumpets. And it's like, what's going on? This is so cool. How did you decide to put trumpets in that song? Oh my god. That's like a real question I've had. Quinn had that song done. Okay? okay. And we had no trumpets on it. And it was just very just relaxing, like whatever song yeah. to you know, like to walk to. And it was beautiful. But I was like, it just needs something. It like it needs some some like grit or whatever. And I was like listening to to Vance Joy at the time and I grew up with jazz music all around me. My okay. dad loves smooth jazz radio. That's Every single time we got in the car, you'd play smooth jazz radio. And I, I was just like, I just hear trumpets. Can we call a trumpet guy? And he's like, if that's what you want. So we called, <laughs> so we called the trumpet guy and it, he put it, he put that part on and we talked about the solo that, that like instrumental break is one of my favorite parts. Yeah. How that all came together. Cause Quinn had this really interesting like guitar thing going on. And I was like, just have the trumpet repeat what's happening with the guitar. Yeah. And they're like dance together in that moment. And it was like, it just worked out. And I'm really proud of that song, even though it's a very random trumpet part. Yeah. I, but it still fits. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah. Really, really fun. It definitely adds to the song. So it, it definitely like makes the song and even just like the album, like sets it apart from your average like folk Americana country album, which I really, really loved. But awesome. Okay, so let's talk about this new album, this new music that's coming out. Yeah. So you're releasing one song a month for for 2021, for... 2021. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so what do we have in store? Like, what do we have to look forward to? So I've been writing these songs since Midwestern Comfort came out. But okay. mostly, like, 
when the pandemic hit, I felt like it was the opportunity to go after a lot of the inner things that mm. I'd been putting off by just going on the road. Yeah. I mean, also I was pretty busy, like yeah. moving to Nashville, you yeah. know, figuring out business. But when everything stopped, it was like, no, like you need to face these things. Mm. And I faced it with writing and I just wrote as much as I possibly could. I think the best songs that I've ever written mm. and Quinn's like getting extremely busy. Like he just had a placement with uh, to all, to all the boys I've loved. And, oh, wow. And like, <laughs> and like, he's like, he's killing it. And, yeah. and like, it, it just see, like, he has, he had a lot of artists to work with. And I was like, if I, maybe I'll try to find a different producer. And I looked online and I found this guy named Noah Needleman, who's Brett Young's music director. Okay. So for live shows and, and stuff. And he's worked with Alan Stone and Kobe Calais. And I was like, let's just meet up and like, hang out and talk about these songs and he like we bonded pretty quickly and we've just been having a blast making these songs and it's not like we, we talked about midwestern comfort not being like your normal folk americana album yeah. interstate definitely isn't either yeah, you know no. all the songs were written just me and the guitar but we we try to have fun with it when yeah. we get in with the production so there's going to be different sounds that you haven't heard before yeah. or songs from from pop and from jazz and you know all that stuff and that's awesome even though the songs are pretty rooted in in that folk country thing yeah but they're very honest and they're all kind of about me dealing with my stuff and i said this to somebody before i think me writing interstate was almost like me getting ready to go into a real a relationship because mm. i haven't had i hadn't had a lot of success with relationships up mm -hmm. to that point I feel like I had a lot of things I needed to write about and mm -hmm. get out. And this feels like a release that needed to happen. Yeah. So I was with Chris Renzema a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and I asked him like, what, why do you write songs? And he was like, it's cheap therapy. <laughs> Which is the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you need to, it's interesting that you say like, oh, I had a lot of things I needed to write about. Like that was your, that's your way of processing. That's your way of getting it out in the open and like really healing which is so beautiful that music gives us that ability to do that. Like everybody has their own way of working on their interstate, like just working through their stuff and everybody needs to work through their stuff. However that looks like, whether it is real therapy or talking to a friend yeah. or writing, like just writing a journal or writing a story or anything like that. Like everybody needs to do that or else like, yeah, you're always going to be held back by that. But that's awesome. Thank you for sharing about that. Absolutely. And I love, so it's interesting that you talked about like the, how they were all written on just the guitar and now fully produced sound very different because that's exactly what I thought when I just heard me, myself and the I-45. Yeah. Because we heard that, when was this? September? Yeah. So in September, um, all of our listeners know this, but we did this beautiful fireside sessions upstairs in our home here in Nashville. And it was like crazy because it was the very, like first time a lot of people were like out. Yeah. Like, it was definitely like the first live music I had done. Well, that's not true because I went on tour this summer with Jackie, but... Everybody was like brimming with joy yeah. to like be with other people. And there's like eight people there music. and they're like, I'm so happy to be singing in front of a crowd. <laughs> and we're like, there's like eight people here. Yep. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was so, so beautiful. And so beautiful to like encounter each other. And those sessions are always so beautiful because of like just the intimate house setting really does offer so much to like being able to just like enjoy the music and... Yeah. But yeah, so I heard me, myself, and the F45 back then. Yeah. Just like you and the guitar. And then listening to the fully produced song, which is now out on all streaming platforms. Yeah. 
was was so, so cool. That's one of my favorite things about the music industry and working with artists is like watching songs develop, watching how the production really like really brings out so much of the song, but but also like changes it and just like brings it on like a whole other journey. Because I feel like writing a song is a journey and then recording the song is like a whole separate journey. And it's, yeah, super, super cool. And I love being able to witness that too, to like watch a song go from its roots to where where it lands. And honestly, recording that song, it did. Like it, it, it changed. So when we first went down, we were like, this sounds like a very classic, you know, like 70s style song. Mm-hmm. Let's go Eagles with it, mm-hmm. you know, like, in, mm-hmm. and and we had like, we had that harmonica part and we had like harmonies and like this very like, like Eagles guitar solo. Yeah. And it was really good. But like, honestly, it was Noah that came to me and he was like, you know what? Let me just like, this is for free. Just let me like play for it. Like, let me just like, let me just see what I can do. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like do your (laughs) thing. And he like found these really cool sounds and he sent me this version and I was like, oh, like I see what you're doing with this now. Mm -hmm. And I just love how new it was, how different it was. And it just made me excited every time I wanted to listen to it. So and that was like a whole start to the sound of this album was like experimenting and trying new things mm. with the songs. And we still have the versions with the guitars, which we will be putting out like Like a B-sides type thing? Exactly. Oh, that's and, awesome. I and, love it when people do that. And you know what? I'm the type of person who loves the acoustic versions too. Yeah. So I will always put that out. But I also think if we're going to, if we're going to do full production, let's have some fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That's so fun. And I love I love the first line of that song, mm. the driving down the interstate, working on working my on interstate. My interstate. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's just so rela- it's so relatable. That's another thing like driving is very like therapeutic so it's also cheap therapy. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's yep, yeah, for for many times especially as somebody who who loves to travel. Yeah. That has always been the thing of like I need to get out of my house. I need to do something because there's like this inner stuff that's like that's like not sitting well and just sitting with it sometimes just being on the road and like even the the idea of like you're doing something while driving so your head's like you're distracting parts of yourself Mm -hmm. so you can do like some relaxing inner work in your heart and in your head and it's always been therapeutic for me especially during the pandemic my goodness i do a lot of praying on the road too oh yeah it's like really and i've been talking we've been thinking about like moving more far like out of the city, like simply for the commute. Like people think we're crazy because we're like, oh, I want like a half hour a day to just like sit and rest and relax and pray. I resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, that's also like a Midwestern like appeal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I worked at the retreat center, it was 40 minutes a day yeah. to 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 work. And I loved that 40 minutes. I wrote so many songs in that 40 minutes, yeah, you know, and it. every single day. And I fell in love with with music when it was a half hour commute to mm-hmm. high school, like when I was a senior yeah. and I had my car and I had my coffee and it was just falling in love with music and getting to know some of these crazy ideas floating around my head. Yeah, that's awesome. Who would you say are your biggest musical influences? John Mayer, Jack Johnson, mm-hmm. Dave Matthews and Zach Brown. Oh, there you go. Mumford sneaks in there too. Yeah. But those were the big ones growing up. And I listened to music, all different types of music all day. But those were like the first ones that I really fell in love with and dug deep in. Yeah, I love John Mayer. 
Mm-hmm. I go through phases too where it's like that's all I listen to for like a couple of weeks. And then I like start listening to other things and then I go back to John Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's a he's a quite like prolific lyricist. Just like the way he writes is really definitely next level brilliant. <laughs> well, there was yeah, and that's what and I think that's what originally hit me was like as a kid studying, you know, like high school level English, you yeah. know, or talking about like metaphors and similes and foreshadowing and all that stuff. And you start listening to John Mayer and, you know, most people, I think, or at least most people at the time when they wrote, when they sat down to write a song, it was like, let's just like write a good melody, something that people can sing along to. Yeah. But John Mayer was like, no, 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 I'm going to put metaphors in here. You know, yeah. I'm going to like- Slow dancing in a burning room. Slow dancing <laughs> in a burning room. Stop this train, yeah. you know, of like- like my life's moving too fast. Yeah. You know, can I just stop? You know? And I just loved that, that like turn of phrase that seems so simple, but then like the more you dug into it, you're like, oh, you know, yeah. it like digs into your heart. You like visualize it. Like slow dancing in a burning room. There's been so many times I've just like visualized like, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am right now, you know? Yeah. But that's awesome. So awesome. Okay. So what would you say is like your kind of like what you hope to accomplish with your music, both mm-hmm. like career goals, but also like your mission, like what you want your music to be for people. That's kind of two questions. You can answer them separately if you like. I hope, the, I guess second question first, I hope the music accompanies people mm-hmm. on the journey that they're at. And as just people sharing stories with music, I hope that it complements theirs. Yeah. So if I'm going through the same thing as like, getting over a breakup Mm. or needing to get out of my house or needing to convince myself that I can get back into a relationship Mm -hmm. or that song. There's a song called clean my room when it's like, I just need to take care of my own stuff in my heart. If somebody can feel that at like at the same time that they are and not feel alone, I think that's, that's a huge goal. So I try to write to be open to that, to other people's experiences, but also what I aim to accomplish with my songs is, all, is to tell stories as, as a man of faith. Faith has always been a huge part of my life and will continue to be. But to be honest, when I sit down to, to listen to music, it is the stories that people tell yeah. of like where God is in their lives mm-hmm. rather than praise and worship songs yeah. that really bring like spirit and faith and, yeah. and beauty out of me. So that's what I hope to be for other people when I write mm. too. Yeah. And I think that that's really what attracts like us most to you is your ability to, t- to tell a story and to get the wheels turning, you know, like get, that's what music does to us. It, like it brings up stuff. It brings out all of that. And it's not that God has nothing to do with that. Of course, God is the person doing all of that, but it can happen with more than just Christian music. It's, it's about a story. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. There's, has to do with like the storytelling is an important part of evangelization and getting mm. to know the Lord, which is just awesome and exciting. Well, we do have a fun announcement. Ben is going to be doing a live stream concert here from the Love Good Studio, which is pretty exciting. So definitely check out the podcast description for all of the details, but you can definitely find them at lovegoodlive.com. So we're so, so, so pumped to have you in the studio to, if you're not a patron, you want to become a patron so that you can get Zoom meet and greet 
access after the show. So very, very exciting. But before we go, why don't you tell us where we can find you on social media, Instagram. Those are two of the same things. Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Yep. All the social medias. It's at Ben Wagner Music. There we go. Facebook, Instagram. I never post on Twitter. Don't find me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> You'll <but> be bored. <laughs> Instagram, yeah, it's not worth it. So Facebook and Instagram are the place to go. There's also BenWagnerMusic.com. Great. And I I made a like a mini video game for for the Interstate album. No way. It's very fun. So you can go on and play that. And if you if you like everybody who plays can like enter their email at the end and they'll get the full like this like little EP that I'm releasing before all the rest of the songs. Oh, I love it. That sounds awesome. Okay, so check out Ben Wagner on where all music is found and all the social medias. Thank Thank you you for having me. Thank you for coming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm dreaming and my coffee is steaming getting colder with time and I'm wondering if maybe all this dreaming is better left to the night I'm a lady, I've been having trouble sleeping Will I just toss and turn all night? And I don't know where time is gonna take me No, I'm just trying to take my time You're listening to Take My Time And as you heard at the beginning of the show, we've also got some pretty exciting new singles releasing from Ben Wagner, Left and Right. You've already heard me, myself, on I-45. There's a brand new release called Still Don't Know. And much to come from Ben, as you have well learned during today's conversation. We're really excited because actually there's something really big happening in just a matter of days. All right, we've obviously had the privilege of sitting down with Ben today, but what you probably don't know is that this Thursday, as in Thursday, May 6th, we have a live stream concert with Ben Wagner, all right? I probably should have warned you about that last week, but you know what? Here we are, nothing like a last minute live stream concert with singer-songwriter Ben Wagner. If you're on our email list, you already know all about this. You're pumped. You've got the YouTube video, the live stream already scheduled, already set for a reminder. And uh, we're just really pumped because, you know, we've been doing these about every other month. And we've had everybody that you can imagine in the studio from Scott Mulvihill to Jackie Minson. You probably remember Colin and Katrina just uh, a few months ago. And again, this Thursday, May 6th, we're sitting down with Ben Wagner in the Love Good studio for a live concert. Now, if you're in Tennessee, or if you're in Florida, you're kind of used to live music, like in person. But most of the country, at least most of the world, still isn't experiencing live music. And this is about as close as many of you are going to get for who knows, maybe a few more months. Most of the big artists I'm aware of, they're not even planning to tour until this upcoming fall, because it has just been too difficult between venue regulations and state regulations. So this is really an exciting moment for some live music. Again, with Ben Wagner, go to lovegoodlive.com to get signed up. If you're not on our email list, you won't get the reminder and you certainly won't get easy access through patronage to the meet and greet that we'll do after the show with Ben. That's a patrons only exclusive. Not only do you want to get signed up for email reminders, but you also want to get subscribed as a patron. And again, all of that can happen at lovegoodlive.com. As always, thanks for tuning into the show this week. I'll be sitting down, well, next week with Dr. Ryan Hanning. 
our brilliant theologian, regular contributor, and we're talking about what it means to live with a sacramental imagination. So tune in next week for the amazing conversation with Ryan. And in the meantime, God bless you. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Love Good Podcast. Share this episode link on social media, leave us a review, and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. You'll start enjoying our premium content and seasonal packages that not only raise your standard for music, books, and art, but that also inspire you to evangelize culture through beauty. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.